that's what I'm saying. The podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, Shatara. Hey, hey, hey. We're calling this episode, I Woke Up Like This. Um, Is that it? Okay. No. I like it. No, I don't, I don't think we're going to do it yet. I want to call this one, Rolling with the Homies. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, well. Okay. Okay. I get it, I get it, I get it. So, getting right into this ratchet minute. I know you've heard, because we we did a little discussion. So, um, your girl that was rolling with the homies, Mm -hmm. what, 20 something ago, Stacey Dad. What was her name on it? Was it Cher? She was Cher Cher on on Clueless, the movie Clueless. Stacey Dash was Cher, right? right? So, yeah. So, Stacey Dash, who always manages to keep herself somewhere in the news, her estranged husband claims that he was hypnotized into marrying her and he is now filing for an annulment (laughs) so he says that he said i do while he was under a spiritual trance put on him by um the pastor all all she did all she did was take him to a baptist church (laughs) he left three hours later and was like i've been hypnotized (laughs) (laughs) so what i mean what's really interesting is He's a lawyer. Yes. And he's actually filed this in the divorce petition and he's asking for an annulment. So an annulment is like, it's basically saying you never consented to the marriage. So you weren't, you weren't able to consent. Forget we ever did it. So, right. Mm -hmm. So he claims that it was her pastor. Like he put him under some serious, like some sort of religious uh, hypnosis and they got hitched 10 days after he went through this session. (laughs) What? They all they did was baptize him. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he says his ability to consent to the marriage was hijacked by the use of hypnotic prayer techniques. <laughs> boy, and then you know he's a white man. So it's like, boy, you just had the Holy Ghost. Sit down somewhere. That was the spirit. Well, I'm I'm laughing because I mean, real talk, it it's very, very, very possible. Um, I've always said this. What's the what's the dude that um What's the dude? He he has a church and he has a church in Texas. Oh, you talking about Joel Osteen? Joel Osteen. I Joel Osteen has a very hypnotic. Oh, oh, and it's the best people in Lakewood. Listen here, don't you talk about my Joel Osteen now? I listen. Everybody got something to say about Joel, and all I can tell you is he delivers the word, and that's all okay. That is okay. All I want is the word. I can do all things in Christ. It can be very hypnotic. And it's great. Like most orators, most, you know, most pastors and people who are very good at speaking to very large crowds. I mean, they have a form of hypnosis. It's, you know, it's it's well recognized. So really? Well, Creflo, Creflo Dollar sounds like a rapper. So I'm just saying you can pick and choose. I, I I like to get the good word. Just give me the word. And it's really about how you convey the message. You know, this is my Bible. It is what it says. I I can do. I can do it. It's like, okay. Well, see. The finest people in Lakewood. It's the finest people in Lakewood. You know, when me and my daddy went to be with the Lord. Listen, don't you be talking about. You're right. I'd be a little, I'd be a little hypnotized. But um, to get married. But but check it out. This is Stacey Dash's fourth husband. Did you know that? 
I didn't know that. So she's like a um a J Lo. No, she's like a um a Taylor. Uh, uh Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. Didn't Elizabeth Taylor have like nine husbands? But J Lo had four. J Lo J Lo's on her fifth. Isn't Ray Rock gonna be her like fifth husband? It might be. She gets it, it might in. Be. Listen, she gets it in. But Stacy, to her, to her, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm gonna give her props because that must be some good good to get to even get him to that point where it's like we gotta go see my pastor. They it, this is after ten days of them meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, forget a one night stand. She was like, listen here, I gotta go get in the bubble because I got to quarantine. So we might as well do this right. And wasn't Stacy Dash like um talking crazy? Um, what was she saying? It was something, something that was oh, race related. She was sounding real stupid. Always. It was always something with her. Yeah. Do you know she's Dame Dash's Dame Dash. first cousin? Yes, Dame Dash's first cousin. Again, like That don't even make sense. It don't, and she, you know what? And I must say, I saw her online. She's aging gracefully. She looks very pretty. She hasn't missed a beat. Yeah, good for her. But she's just looking real wild out here. Like, and then I think it's, you know, domestic violence back and forth with these husbands and you know, she's she's racking up on the white yeah. man. I give her that. You always see her somehow. She's scratching somebody up. Yes. <laughs> did, did you see the video? I'm not laughing. Did you? Did, I don't laugh at that. But did you see the laugh. Did you see the video of the domestic violence that she had when she reported no. it? It was like a whole video. Like I'm taping myself and I'm leaving the house. Oh yeah. No. Oh I yeah. Didn't see. Yeah. She's she's rolling with the whole. About it. I thought that it's it's all just a hot mess. It's all just a hot mess. Mm. That's all. It just goes to show you that, you know, just because you're famous don't mean that you don't come with some serious drama. Like, you really... Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? You see my face. I went to the side like that late. <laughs> what? No, I agree with you. I was going to say I agree with you. Um, and she's not fighting the divorce. Oh. She she said, you got that. <laughs> you right. You right. <laughs> pretty much yeah she she tried i mean if, if that's what you got to do to get a dude to marry you then i mean she just i thought i was out in these streets damn <laughs> this what we doing now we hypnotizing motherfuckers this what we doing this what we doing now it's that deep like you know i'm, I'm getting married what you doing tomorrow girl getting married <laughs> just send him my youtube video he gonna listen to Listen to it with headphones on. <laughs> Close your eyes and make sure you're in a dark place. Nam yan rengen Stacy Dash is on some shit. She's she's the mad dash for real. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Well, um, um, mm -hmm. in other ratchet news, I sure I'm sure you heard of uh, Sweetie Pies. The, you know the show <gasps> Sweetie Pies and the son who um, set up his nephew. To get ill. I heard all about the the son with the hips. Yeah, because he sure had some big old hips. Honey, hush. He's eating all his mom's good soul food, and apparently he listen. He paid somebody to murder his nephew, and seven days later he went to cash in on the insurance policy that he took out. Can you believe that? No. And it wasn't even a million dollar insurance policy. Oh it was like three hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. Oh my so god! Crazy. Like to kill your nephew, and he's smiling in his mugshot, so we know he's a little okay. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I I heard the whole thing. I don't, and not that I would love to know it. So Robbie Montgomery, mm -hmm. she was she's the owner of Sweetie Pies. Mm -hmm. I've never been there. Have you ever been there? I haven't been. I just heard about it all these years. St. Louis. Louis, yeah, always heard about it. Yeah. and you know she's the original backup singer for Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah, she was the rolling, rolling on the river. I get. I get. Okay. Was she? I was this. I don't know. I wasn't there for that. But um. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, did we make it to that concert at Madison Square Garden? Um, no, I uh, no. 
No, I'm born yet. <laughs> you made it sound like, remember that? Like, remember the girl? No, I uh, I don't remember listening to that. The, yeah. You like the Supremes. You don't remember? Mm, no. Okay. No. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. So, Sweetie Pie, um, these pies. This is not, I mean, there's no laughing matter. This is crazy. So, because what I what I understand is it was like a, a stripper that was involved in the whole thing. Like he paid off a stripper to, to oh man, I hope this is. <sighs> it's so sad. It's just so sad. That's that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh my God, this because it's family. It's not like we're talking about people who are strangers. Like it is family that that can you imagine his his mother, sister, or brother? Like he's paid to his own nephew. That just that right there was like, oh my God, over some money? Like, really? And I know, you know, I'm sure the show has been, I don't know if it's been canceled, but I know it's not on anymore. So if they're struggling with money, that's one thing. But to have to plot to kill somebody, that's a whole nother mind state that you're in, sir. So crazy. Because it said he he flew from LA where he lived mm-hmm. to St. Louis, met with the stripper. The stripper set up the, the, um, the nephew. <gasps> and, but seven days before... Uh, he had taken out a, a, an insurance policy on the nephew's life. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And then went to cash in like, Hey, they were like, uh, eyebrows up. Um, they probably left him right at the counter. Like, um, we'll be with you in just a minute. Oh, hold on one second. One of those. And he's sitting there. Look, look, he's sitting there tapping his fingers. Ring a ding dong, ding dong, ding. Just waiting. And they had the cops behind him. Like, mm. can you? so sad. I, you know, I hope this is not the case, but it's just, like you took out an insurance policy seven days before, and then you traveled to the, uh-uh, just pray for this family. Yeah, that that was sad. Like sometimes you hear some of these things that happen, you know, with these celebrities, and it's just it's just so shocking. Like um, I'm sure you remember Jennifer Hudson. The whole thing happened with her, her oh, nephew yeah. and her mom, and it was it was her like brother-in-law, and it's just like jaw dropping. Like what? Like this is stuff we watch on TV, you know, on these unsolved mysteries. Like oh. oh. The whole family. So, you know, Sweetie Pies, Soul Food. I mean, and they're like, a, they have a legacy as far as the food is concerned. You know, she took her grandma's recipes and just they have this iconic soul food and they have a chain of restaurants and got the show and, you know, she's thriving to keep the family together and keep the business going. And then this happens. Oh, oh, this was terrible. I don't wish no bad on nobody. This was terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's 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 it's beyond ratchet. Oh, and, yeah. What made it ratchet was his mugshot. I was like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Who's this no, smiling? He's in an orange suit. I was like, oh, where's he at? He's on vacation. Oh, <gasps> this is mugshot. Mm, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed. And I, and I know he got them hips. You know what? Because he had hips. You know, <laughs> sweetie pie hips. Mm-hmm. He got them from his mama. I get them. Yeah. Literally. So, moving on. Right. Moving on. Moving on out of the ratchet minute and into the woke. So this week um, is a little more, you know, sometimes we have these woke minutes and they're just really like, oh, they're very heavy. But this is, you know, so we are back with uh, talking about Beyonce, mm-hmm. the be- the beehive. Okay. We, 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 are we beehive members? I am. I, I, you know, you can't, card can't, can't nobody talk about Beyonce. Let me tell you, not in my presence. I'm like, what? What you say? Nobody talks about Beyonce. I, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I have I have a profound respect for her mm-hmm. way more than you know. I, I'm I used to be like, oh, bootylicious Beyonce, I'm done, and you know, girls run the world, yeah, okay. But so now I'm I'm listening, and you know, this woman has evolved before our eyes, and um, so she basically did Black is King, which is this beautiful visual album that is based on Disney's The Lion King. Mm-hmm. You know, where you remember where was it Simba? Simba. Simba yeah. Um, and you know, the whole yeah, Akuna Matata and everything. So um it's it the way that she, the way that she set this up on the whole Disney platform with the Lion King and um it's actually a cinematic adaptation of The Lion King The Gift, which you know, I, I, I remember her coming out with this album back in 2019. It was like the remake of the film. Remember, I knew that, but I wasn't really attuned to the album. So I, I kind of discovered it again because it's, you know, it's, it's been playing for like a, a year right, now. Right. So Black is King, it follows this young child who, you know, goes through these adventures and visions. And it really just provokes the question of what a man, specifically a black man, will become and the things that he is up against in this journey of life. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you've seen it and I know we've, we've, we've talked about it, but there's so many um, messages in this film and I've had to watch it more than, more than once. Um, I love the way that it treated you know, it's landscapes. And a lot of this, you know, it's, yes, it was set in Africa, but it was more to me of more of like a dreamscape because, you know, let's keep it real. It's, uh, it's music videos. It's Beyonce's music that it was set to, but it really treated royalty. You know, you get to see the other side of Africa, you know, us growing up and, you know, you see Save the Children on TV Mm -hmm. and you see the kids with with the flies in their eyes, you know, this was not the Africa that we saw here, right? You know, and I, I, I love that part about it. It was, um, you know, a lot of the the lyrics, and you hear her, and it's just really just it talks about bloodlines, and you know, ha- the throne, and you are the king, and you know, it's just really styled us black people, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that we don't get to see right. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what do you know? What do you what do you think about that part in terms of how it was presented in bringing Africa to this kind of like, you know, was it fantasy? Was it what do you? I mean, what do you think about that? Part? I think it was beautiful, and again, it was like a proud moment. And I mean, for anybody to be, you know, I guess a, a Beyonce fan, I have to understand the platform that she's on. So she could have done anything else with her time and her money. However, she chose to really put Africa on the forefront and make it dope. And like you said, anytime we see Africa, we see kids with the flies. And if you ask any kid today and you say, where are the poorest people? I hate to tell you because of media, they're going to say Africa. Well, let me tell you something. That's not the case. And it just pisses me off because I have friends, you know, that are from Africa, from all different countries. And it's not that. Okay, I've yet to go. I, I want to make my trip, but it's it's not that. It's beautiful. You know, we have kings, queens, princes. We have, you know, there's so much rich, there's so much, you know, um, I guess color and beauty in Africa. And she was able to really lay that out for us to see and to be proud of. And she showcases yeah. so many different people, you know, and um, you know, just culture. She sh- oh my gosh, it was just it was wow. It was just a wow, it was iconic. Yeah. So and you know, there are some people who said like you know, this was basically a Wakandification of Africa. You know how like in Black Panther, you know, they used the the Wakanda was like this fictional civilization, mm-hmm. you know, bought life. So 
But I think if you look out outside of that, you know, instead of looking for ways to, well, that's, you know, that's not what Africa is about. And that's not look at the way that we black people, African were presented, you know, whether it was the colors, you know, look at, look up hate color, y'all. I, you know, I learned a lot about the hate, Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the greens and the pinks Mm -hmm. and the cowhides and the denim and, you know, the leopard and the lace and, you know, the pearls, the cowrie, the cowrie shells, uh, the cornrows, the, you know, the cargo pants, the shapes, just everything. And then look at the way that our movement, our black people, we we were presented in movement, the legwork, you know, the the dances, you know, the the African dances. One thing that I that I love that she presented, and you know, she used a uh, Mozambican trio, the Tofo Tofo, mm-hmm. and video run, you know, who run the world, which you know, I I, I love that part. I love that Beyonce, but I love the footwork, you know, mm-hmm. and she was prominently showing that type of dance. Um, look at the duet that she did with Steve, uh, Stephen Ojo, the, the dance that she did with him and Already, which is oh, one of my favorite songs. That was and Major Lazer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and you saw Beyonce doing it, and when she broke her heel, she Homegirl did not have a heel, mm-hmm. broke her heel off her shoe, and was still getting it. This is what I'm talking about, you know, mm-hmm. where. Our resilience is just yes. I'm 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 pulling black people's resilience out of a Beyonce dance. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I love that, and I love how she gave a stage to a lot of the Afro pop, the um, yes. you know Afrobeat artists, mm-hmm. Yemi Alade, um, who was on Don't Jealous Me, My Power, My you power. know, from yes. South African artist Moonchild Sanelli and Buthiswa, uh, was just beautiful. You. I mean, like, there's one thing you can say, like, it was such an overload treat for your eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, because everyone was, you know, was represented. The architects, the the artists, the jewelers, the the hair braiders, Mm -hmm. the builders, the seamstress, you know, the hair weavers, like everybody. You can see all of the work and the attention to detail that was put into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The textures, the colors, it was just... You know, I I can't say enough about it. It was so beautiful. Um, Yes. The the tribal, the tribal, you know, culture that she really, um, you know, put on Front Street. I just think she did it in such a dope way. And when you see how, like you said, she showcased so many of these music artists, it was like she let everybody else shine. So it wasn't like she took, you know, like, like I'm here to just, you know, take from Africa and just make, you know, like some people would say, make it pop culture, do whatever. No, she was like, no, like, like, like show me. It was almost as she said, show me how to dance. Like, I want to learn this. Like, you know, I, I show me, you could tell she put in the, she put in the work. She, cause you know, we tried. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I, lo- I love that. What I also loved about it was, you know, at the end of the day, the message that to me came across was really about family, mm-hmm. um, about the structure. You know, we know Beyonce loved to be the mother. You know, she she's the she has envisioned herself as a mother even before she had Blue and you know and the twins. I think and, you know, and a lot of her messages and the music, um, she references the Orisha deity uh, Oshun, um, you know, as the mother. So. The, this whole Black is King to me, like at the end of the day, it was really about the family structure, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, come on, it was on Disney. So it, it kind of makes sense. So the narrative really, you know, it went from the notion of roots, you know, 
returning to your roots. You come full circle. She says, you know, she uses, and I, I was I was doing a little research on, it's a Somalian uh, poet, mm-hmm. Warsan Shire, who a lot of the poetry that she was using in Black is King was written by um, by Warsan Shire. And, you know, a lot of people don't like the way, you know, Beyonce's cadence. I, you know, I have no problem with it, but I, I know people specifically, friends of mine who are like, oh, I can't stand the way she talks. Oh, uh, no. Very, very measured way of speaking but i i just i thought it added to it because it made me pay attention to what was being said you know one of the quotes which i love is that you are welcome to come home to yourself let black be synonymous with glory mm-hmm. now when have we ever been told that right right you know when when is that ever a thing you know so i i just i love that we didn't have to get bogged down with this whole you know we 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 well versed with what pre-colonial Africa and you know what happened during the slave trade and we we know all these things, but there's an Africa that we that we don't know, you know, right. and even for us that have traveled home, as I as I say, and we we there's there is a disconnect. So, am I using her film? Am I using Black is King to kind of uh, mend some of that disconnect? Absolutely, because it opens us up to stuff that we we don't really know we don't get to see now you have had people call i've heard they call beyonce she's the uh the harlot of babylon you know oh this is illuminati she worshiped the devil she's you know a whole witch and all kind of stuff and this is she the goddess of babylon have you heard all of this the, this you were telling me about it and i just knew i just know that you know that the hate was going to come it was going to be something against what she got going on and then you know even looking at a lot of you know, things going on in the film, everything had a message to it. So it was just like, no, she took herself to school. Like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. And that's me. And that at the end of the day, it's like, that is what I just, I implore myself to do and others to do is like research and learn your history. You know, most of the Africans who were enslaved and bought to this good old United States, they were from the Yoruba nation in uh, of West Africa, you know, which has such an ancient and like huge civilization that predates anything that Christianity has taught us, right. you know, look it up. So, you know, even in the, um, what caused the whole slave trade and there's a whole diaspora about that, you know, a lot of the guiding concepts, a lot of the, and I don't like to call it religion. I call it spiritual traditions. They took root from the, you know, from that slave trade and they went in places in Haiti, you know, whether you call it voodoo um, or in Puerto Rico, Santeria and Brazil, Condomble, and, you know, even here in the United States. And there's been a resurgence of that. So when she speaks, when Beyonce speaks about the Orishas and it really is just, it is the energies that God put here for us. It, it is really not, you know, people's like, well, you know, do you say you're one with nature, but really understanding your existence and your place in, in nature and in this world. And I think she really, um, she's learning that she's, she's learning that. And it's, and it's not for us to say, well, you know, with Beyonce not an authority or she can't say this or she can't say that is just like with all of us, we learn and we evolve. Mm-hmm. So if anything, the message from this film is to, is to learn so that you can evolve mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. any, you know, she said, you're welcome to come home to yourself. I thought that was so powerful because 
get to, you know, get to know you, get to know where we come from. We, we have been people who have been disjointed and separated from what was within us. We are kings. Black is king. Right. But then, you know, we have let and allowed so many others to tell us different. It's hard for us to see that. Right. It's hard for us to really believe that. You know, let black be synonymous with glory. When have we ever heard that? Mm-hmm. When has that ever been a thing? Right. On Disney at that. On on Disney <laughs> at that. So that was great. For all the Illuminatis and, you know, I, the naysayers and, you know, she's 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 done such a terrible thing. It to me, it, it comes from a place of ignorance. You know, know your history. Yeah. Know where you came from. And I had to do some research. Like, you know, I know some of the naysayers, they were saying like, oh, the whole funeral scene, you know, like that's the devil and so on. And, you know, doing my doing my research, the funeral is like it's in the Nile and it's the celebratory nature of uh, my power mourning what you were in order to celebrate what you are. So you kind of think about that and it's like, oh, okay. So that's why, you know, half the face is painted, you know, white. I don't know if you remember that part and they're all carrying mm-hmm. I remember that part. So oh, it's like wait. a celebration, you know, mourning what we were in order to celebrate what we are. And I'm like, that is deep. So, you know, asking for black men to throw off the shackles, you know, of colonized masculinity, like, you know, she's really actually, um, like I said, taking herself back to school and sharing what she's learned. And, you know, and again, it's causing me to, you know, do some research just as well. And and it's through music. And I appreciate that because, you know, just like when we talk about her doing Coachella, the first black woman to do it, she said, you know, I have a lot of family that went to, you know, um, historically black colleges. And I always wanted to go. And I love the movie School Days, blah, blah, blah. So what did she do? She put together this whole crew of people, which was (laughs) damn near a college full of people, had a good time. They toured, you know, put money in. How, How many how many black people does she employ through, you know, that whole Coachella. And I'm sure you, that was, I could still watch that to this day. So really she had to put herself through college. I always wanted to go to school. She never had a four year college experience. She had to create it. So now, you know, we can see she wants to learn African history, you know, the diaspora. I'm sure that to some extent she would be somebody who majored in African studies, right. You know, in some way, shape or form, she had to figure out how do I get to that? So what has she done? She went, she learned culture, dances, you name it. And she's sharing with us. And that's why that's why she is where she's at. So she has a song. She in her song, she says something about she never gets to take a day off. You know, when she's um singing about uh, meeting uh, the baby on the other side, you know, who knew she was talking about her miscarriage? Um, you know, it, it's just it's a lot to it. And she's sharing a lot of herself. And I just appreciate it. as an artist, you know, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And I do believe that a lot of her was put into this project. And she's been able to share and give back, but she's invested in her in her people being black people. She has made an investment. And we all know when you say I'm an African-American, there's an African person who says you're not African. And I'm sure you've been there before. You know, so I say, oh, I'm black. I'm of the black race. Not to say I'm, you know, I'm taking off the shelf exactly who I am, or where I come from. I know I come from Africa. However, you know, I'm black in America. That's my race. Now, would a, a African person be angry looking at, you know, all this beauty that uh, Beyonce created for your children? Would they really look at this and say, how dare she? Or would they say this yeah, is a proud some, moment? Yeah, there was some that was like, you know, this is a fantasy, like, this ain't Africa. Uh-huh. And, you know, who gives her the right to speak? You know, there's so many naysayers. That's why I'm just... You gotta give it to Please her. have discernment, y'all. Yeah. Like, I, I give it all, all, I give all to, you know, like I said, I have the utmost respect for her at the, my, at the highest right now, just to be, just for her to be able to use her platform for something like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to always have people who are going to, they're going to find the devil in it and they're going to find mm-hmm. the 
uh, Illuminati, satanic worship. She's, you know, all kind of false, false. But, 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 but let me ask you, please. but did you just, but did you just love how Jay-Z rolled up and, and how um, they were eating their TV dinners? Like in front of the TV, like like in front of how like let me know like we humble like that's how I looked at it like great it was funny like we're 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 billionaire humble people like I love it yep it was it was on it was awesome coming to America uh, when Sammy moved to Queens (laughs) and the little boy was like lip syncing his words and it was like Simba I there was look it's been on in my house um like nonstop to this point where I thought like oh Disney Plus you kicked me off the cuz it, it it stopped showing for like an hour like oh y'all not going to let me play it anymore mm. that's how much I was playing it. so wow it's absolutely a good time loved it and so appreciative for it and thank you. Um, brown skin girl oh yeah those those were those that's where I cried those where I had tears um I love it such an ode to, and you, you know, I think if you, cause you know, we have this, it's, it's within us as black people, you know, we still have a hierarchy of skin color, mm-hmm. you know, brown skin and light skin. And, you know, by all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. Beyonce is light skin, mm-hmm. but she's singing. And it was the, the part that made me really tear up was when she was singing to Kelly, yeah. you know, and knowing that, you know, Kelly and Beyonce, they are Destiny's child, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between Kelly and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And we all know what that what one of those big differences is. And it has a lot to do with skin tone and skin color. Mm-hmm. So for Beyonce to sing to as you know, sing brown skin girl to her brown skin sister. Lupita, you know, with just tears because you have to know that they had to have been treated differently. You you just, you know the story. You already know. Right, right. And she's also and letting you know she knows. Mm-hmm. It was a powerful, very powerful scene. Um, it's sweet. You know, just singing so sweetly to yeah. her her sister. Yeah, friend. and um, I love it. Mm-hmm. That, that touched my heart. I appreciate that because I'm, I'm a light-skinned girl. And I know. Whoa, whoa, now. Back, back it up. Okay, don't 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 get it twisted though. Okay, so I understand, and when I hear that song, because I am from a family of many shades, and in no way, shape, or form do I feel like I'm any better than anybody. But I do know that the world does see us differently, and I know it's not right. So when you have somebody of Beyonce stature to sing to Amon and Lupita and put them in the song, and you know, really really put them on a pedestal and take herself out of the equation. I appreciate that. And I think that makes her dope. And I think that in Hollywood, they like the way that she's singing to them. It is like when she was singing to Naomi Campbell, it is that you could tell like they love her in Hollywood. Like girl, like this is so dope of you. Like we love you. Like, thank you for that. Like, and then for other brown skin girls. And I think it's just so important because I hate to tell you this, but the world is not telling you know, black girls that they're dope like that. Like they're just not. If it wasn't for Oprah being on the cover of her magazine every single month, we may not get to see us every month. And I'm not talking, oh, she's exotic looking and she got, no, I'm talking that she, she's a, she's regular, um, regular black. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a Larry season assault and collard greens. Yeah. Regular black. We don't, we don't see enough of that. And for it to be put as dope, like, and that's dope. So she did that. She did that. So nobody talk about Beyonce. Mm-mm, come for me. Email me. Come for me. Don't talk about Beyonce. Talk about Beyonce. Don't talk about Beyonce. Did you see the, um, I'm sorry, really quick. The S- SNL has a, a skit and they're talking about um, 
uh, uh, Motherland Drip on Me, uh, that song. No, and I didn't so, see. So basically, it's uh, white people listen to the song and they're like, Beyonce has a new song. It's not for us. Beyonce has a new song. They're like, and it's like the world is like coming to an end because like all the white people are like, it's not for us. It's not for us. They're like, they're like, Beyonce's black. <gasps> Beyonce's black. When is Beyonce black? And like the world is ending. So they're saying like, Beyonce's black. They never knew she was black. Like, and that she's making music that's not for them. Oh, <gasps> isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah. How many white girls like, oh, 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 you know, single ladies and all that and put a ring on it. But this one right here, like how many, how many white girls are going to be singing motherland drip on me, motherland, motherland. Like how many are going to be singing that and really feeling it? We have to be, we have to be proud in our own and we have to do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. We cannot expect, you know, Hollywood, white America. I mean, anything outside of us, we can't expect them to do it for us. So this is her doing her part. You get what I'm saying? This is her doing her part. Okay. We can't expect them to do it for us. We can't, we have to make us, make us dope because let me tell you something. We are emulated all the time and we are the most, the most, I would say loved and hated race at the same time. I mean, I always say what I say. They they love our rhythm, but they hate our. Yeah, that that is the quote. That's a famous quote, and I I believe that. So we're always emulated, you know, always always imitate it, never duplicate it, and but yet the world shows us world shows us their ass at a lot of times. So we have to be the ones to lift each other up and be like, what? You know, many little girls I tell them like, girl, girl, your hair, the bigger the better. Oh, my hair. Uh-uh. Don't let Susan make you feel like you need to do nothing. Puff it up, make it big. That's as natural as yours. Yeah. So I'm I'm the rooter for us, hand, hands down. I root for us all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, okay. don't get me going. Don't nobody talk about Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that Beyonce. All right, all right. We gotta move on. We are now at Ooh. the weekend D report. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Uh, 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 all right. You gotta go with noise. Why am I clearing my throat? I don't know. Carry on. All right. Can I read this one? Can I can I read this one from the uh the, the writer? Oh, she got issues, but she loves our show. Okay, she says, I think my husband is cheating and I can't shake my instincts and observations. Some days I'm certain of my suspicions. Others, I feel like I'm losing my grip. Uh, my husband is a cop and he's very adept and he's good at concealing and deception. Should I hire a private investigator to follow him? So what did I say when when stuff like this happens? I, I take a quote from our grandmother mm-hmm. with all her wisdom. God rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But one thing that she taught me was seek and you shall find. Mm-hmm. So when you get out here in these streets and you looking for a booger, so to speak, she would say that too. Be ready to pick it because you're gonna you're gonna come to find exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in this situation, sis, you know your your instincts, and that's one thing. We are highly intuitive, and you know always trust your instincts, mm. unless you're crazy. No, I'm joking. Mm. But always trust your instincts. So if your instincts is telling you this is what he's doing, um, and then she says he's a he's a police officer, so I'm already I'm already. Yes, yes, he is. Mm. Um, you don't even have to spend the money. Why are you even spending the money on a PI? Because you're going to find exactly what it is that you think you're going to find. Okay. Period. Okay. Period. 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 I mean, she hires a private investigator. All she's doing is hiring his friend. Yeah. Not true. You know what I'm saying? Sending you in damn circles with your Scooby snacks and what? The, the mask is going to come off. We would have got away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. I mean, 
What are oh, they going to do, Scooby Doo? I, I just no. Put that money into some shoes. Um, the one thing that we are blessed with as women is intuition. So if you really feel it, then you know follow follow that. And I mean, what can he really say? And and the best thing about intuition is that um, you don't have to do anything. It'll 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 lay out for you. Like I'm talking people who receive yeah. an envelope and you know just anonymously, like what is this? And it'd be like black and white pictures. Like oh shit! Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who it yeah. was. They just dropped it off at my house. And you know, like yeah. people have the crazy stories how like stuff just lands in their lap. Like so yeah. And I, I think the big thing. For her is decide what you're gonna do when you find out what you're looking for, because that's really the question. Like, okay, so you find out your your suspicions are confirmed, then what? Mm-hmm. And then what? Yeah, because don't be one of those those. And then what? Then I'm gonna count my dough. And then what? No, don't be one of those females who you find out and then you raise all this drama and then you end up getting back with him. Don't be on some sucker shit. You know, like don't. You know, don't talk about it. Be about, especially if you got to put some money into it. Nah, fuck that. Buy some shoes. Go out with your girls. Toast to the good life, and just say, you know, to- toast to um, toast to intuition. It's a toast to intuition, and keep it moving. But like I said, if you're gonna be one of those getting back with him, then don't don't even bother. Don't. Cause- yeah, I don't know. Now, unless he is trying to build a case for a divorce, and okay. you know, this is part of the investigation, then okay, and then have at it. You know, make sure you don't pay him more than fifty dollars an hour. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother. But that's a bad feeling. Feeling like you're getting cheated on is a bad feeling. I've been there before and I know I had to like get my evidence together because I wanted stone cold facts. And the way it came to me was a little birdie like literally called me like, hey, mm-hmm, yeah, he works late at that office. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, twice that happened to me. Two different boyfriends. Like, yep, it just fell in my lap. So I said, oh, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> you don't got to worry about it. God, yeah. God is my investigator. <laughs> Do you remember? I, I just. Oh. <laughs> you, you know that time I got cheated on, and I, I. So the story was, we remember we worked at we all worked at this telemarketing spot, mm-hmm. right? Or this telemarketing place, and boyfriend would pick me up, and he would always be late. Like I would be standing outside. If I get off at nine o'clock, he would come at like nine twenty, like nine thirty. Are you okay? I just had to sneeze. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is, this is fine. Mm-hmm. So you come at like 9 30 and I'll be like, okay, so we we know who 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 was the birdie. She oh. was she was our boss at the time. And she goes, Now did your boyfriend drive a so-and-so so oh. oh, and do you know this girl? So long story short, me and this uh, me and the girl he was seeing were working at the same place, but he would come and pick her up early mm. and then Drive her home and then come back and pick me up late. Ooh, putting putting miles on that car. He he was a he was an Uber driver before Uber. I know he would have never known how I found out. Like it just, you know, we know who who it was. She just gave me the whole scoop, like because she watched the whole thing happen. Like, is that your boyfriend with the car with the so and so? Oh, I see him dancing. See, that's how it happens. Birdies so, talk. Birdies talk. Eventually, yeah, it, I got the whole scoop because mm-hmm. just because somebody was watching, watching the moves. Right. <sighs> no. Yeah. How about? Mm. I'll never forget in high school. <laughs> no, this this is a good one. In high school. I'm at this little telemarketing job, and this girl across from me, we was in school together, and she was like, um, she's like, she's like, put your phone on mute. I was like, what's up? What happened? She was like, you were just on vacation, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, well, my cousin was fucking your man while you were away. I was like, wait, what? I 
she was like, she's like, because I guess they were fighting the two cousins. She was like, because she's telling my business, so I'm telling hers and got back on her phone call. I was like, girl, bye. I got fired that day. I fucked around and gave somebody an insurance policy who told me straight up they live in a trailer and make a thousand dollars a month. I was like, they, yo, they, you know, how they listen to the calls. Yo, right away, Tara, get in here. I was like, what's up? Girl, I was a hot mess. They're like, do you know you just gave an insurance policy to somebody who told you to live in a trailer park? I was like, wait, what I do? <laughs> Oh man, I was so messed up. I was like, wait, let me wait, let me let me wrap my head around this one real quick. Girl, bye, I got fired that day. I was like, wait. I was like humming a humming a. She said, push your phone on mute. Push your phone on mute. I was like, huh? What? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. she told her, her cousin they were fighting. I was like, oh my God. Oh man. <laughs> that was crazy. He was, he was and he was, oh man, the fucked up thing is that like she was my friend too. Like I was, you know, giving her rides home and shit. I was like, oh my God. So, you know, you got to trust, trust, don't trust the ones that be close sometimes. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that oh, I, I, I have some story. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I can laugh now. But, yeah. La- I, I can laugh now. It's so, so funny. But boy, that was not funny at the time. Oh, you talking about. Mm. Oh, mm. I got a few stories. Next, next, next show. Next show. Remind me. Yeah. <laughs> they get good. Oh, man. <laughs> they get good. I wish I could do like a little skit for like, you play. That feels funny. I can laugh now, man. I, That's why. Now I am so, I'm like, I'm so anti. I say, I'm, I'm like, I will not be Inspector Gadget with oh, anybody. Like, you will not have me out here with the, Mm-mm. with the, with the, with the, with the binoculars <laughs> that, that <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Remember Inspector Gadget yeah. and he had the, um, the things on his, his leg strapped around his feet and he can, he can jump over. Yeah. And then, and then his legs would go in iron. They get real tall. You know, he jumped. Man, I, I, I'm I'm good. I'm not. You don't have to worry about me. Mm-hmm. I'm Penny. not out here trying to figure out what you what you doing over there. Inspector Gadget Just, and Penny. We not doing that. Back in the day, you would have caught me. Oh, you couldn't tell me I wasn't what to murder. She wrote. You couldn't tell me I wasn't Columbo. Oh my goodness. I'm really good at right. I'm like I'm good at cracking codes. All of that. I just tired <laughs> you know the best is the best is when you know a motherfucker's cheating and you know he's lying but you just have to sit on it so you just have to you just take he just gives you more reason you just take every line where you going oh i'm running to um jimmy's house you know the game is on oh yeah, you okay. were good at that <laughs> i couldn't know i want to like i we're gonna we're gonna go live at six o'clock everybody <laughs> <laughs> no i had to hold it you gotta let him you gotta let him keep building a lie you gotta get your when your no. facts is so straight and no and, Nope, I've got my cameraman. Cameraman, you ready? <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna hold it and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna look you in your face. I'm gonna give you facts and then fuck his whole head up. Eye contact is the best. Oh, I ain't calling you, I ain't texting you. I, 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 need, I, let's, I need to meet you. We need to see each other. And that'll go. We're going live at five. Nope. Is this, <laughs> is this thing on? You ready? As soon as you, as soon as you get a little inkling. <laughs> Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I, I can hold my tongue for a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm gonna let you lie for a little bit. Let you build no, it up. Not me. Not me. Yep. All right. But um, okay, so sis, I would just say don't hide it unless you are going down the divorce road and you need uh proof, don't hire the PI. You already know what okay. you know. Okay, all right, all right. Intuition. All right. Intuition. All right. All right. So Moving on, we are now at that time. Okay, 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 
trouble no one. Look, everybody knows that song, but did you know who sings it? What's her name? Her name is Sister Nancy. Mm. She wrote Bam Bam, the one you call, what you call it, Bam Bam? Bam Bam. <laughs> I was reading the notes, like, Bam Bam, okay. She wrote Bam Bam in 1982. And the so the crazy shit about this, mm-hmm. she was living in Jamaica. She did not know that this song was like a successful song like it was until she moved to the United States in 1996. And she didn't get royalties for this song until like 32 years later. So, you know, she was like a dance hall pioneer back in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Whoever she, she wrote the song, whoever the producer was, he like took the song and it was playing here. I mean, remember, like there was a time you heard that all over the place. Right. You know, um, Kanye gave it some light, you know, when he put it on. I think it was Life of Pablo, mm-hmm. one of the one of the songs on there. Mm-hmm. And then Jay-Z put it on. He actually did a song with Jamie and Marley called Bomb. Remember that on the 444 album? Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. This song Bomb Bomb has been uh sampled over 80 times. I I did see it in what was the movie called? I think it was called The Interview with Seth Rogen. Hmm. One of those okay, okay. movies. But you see it all the time. I, I, I've just heard it in a Reebok commercial. I mean, it's everywhere. Okay. And so thank God she was like, you know, she's funny. She was just saying that, um, she said, when I, when I heard it, when I heard uh, Kanye use it, she said, okay, that's good. I'm going to get some money. And, you know, she heard, but, Jama- but Jay-Z actually went to Jamaica and she's featured in the video in the bomb video oh, you'll see her mm-hmm. so sister nancy bomb right, bomb. that's a gym this song reminds me of sweating them walls down to them jamaican uh reggae parties we used to go to mm-hmm. back in the day just a, grinding. Just a ticking and a grinding mm-hmm. all, all them uh natural juices and, just and sweat and all kind of stuff walk out with a bomb, bomb. walk out with an afro what I know, right? Going with a perm, walk out with an afro. Mm-hmm, just sweaty, just like I came up from a swamp. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I thought you had a relaxer. No, I didn't. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. I know. What a bam bam. <laughs> <laughs> bam bam. Bam bam. Bam bam. Bam bam. I love. I love it. I love it. I love That's it. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. All right. Well. Okay, so look, we are now at the support black business segment of the show where we believe in supporting our economy and strengthening our communities, especially now, by supporting products and services made FUBU for us by us. So this week, I want to highlight Nayla Ellis Brown. She's the founder and CEO of Ellis Beverage Company. It is the largest black-owned beverage manufacturer in the United States, y'all. Wow, wow, wow. So... She founded Ellis Infinity Beverage back in 2008, um, where they started manufacturing this Ellis Island tea. It's a natural antioxidant-rich hibiscus tea. So it was sold, and it's sold mostly in the, I guess that's the Midwest, Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, but it's coming soon to Sam's Club. And she's actually just opened a 4,000 square foot production facility in Detroit. Go ahead, girl. Okay. I'm just... Look, you know, so this is beautiful. It, she it, she grew this business from her mother's 
basement and she was selling it out of her car. That's what I'm saying. Go do, do it the old fashioned way. And now, you know, it's being stocked in retail locations across the country. So this is beautiful. And she actually got uh, an influx of uh, cash, I believe, from Kevin Hart. He actually supports. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. So, yep. The website, www.ellisislandtea.com. Check it out. Yay. Yay. Oh, all right. Guess where we're at. Don't say it's the end. Don't say it's the end. Yeah, we've come to the end. All right, y'all. Please share and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Watch That's What I'm Saying. We actually have a TV show weekdays on Island TV or on the Island TV app. And Shatara, what else do we need to let them know? Please follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram at TwistPod. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Talk to us. Also, follow my funny, I'm bringing it, my upcoming comedy shows, as well as our podcast and TV events. Thank you for listening as always. We love y'all. Stay healthy. Peace. Peace.